0: This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. That's DeluxeEditionNetwork.com.
1: Hey, this is Sammy. I'm here with my hetero life mate, Yen. Hey, Sammy. Hey there, Yen. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So,
2: we are part of the Barrel Age Chicks. And who else is part of us? Oh, we've got
1: Harley, Snow, and Crystal.
2: And ourselves, of course. Mm -hmm. If you like hearing about movies, podcasting about movies, (laughs) if you like hearing about music or pretty much anything, come and check us out. Come hear the chick side of things. We can be found on Spotify and Anchor. And we are also under the Deluxe Edition Network. Come on out and hear the chick side of things. Come on. Attention. The Milf and Me podcast contains strong language and open conversations about sexuality, a multitude of lifestyles, and occasional criticism of political fuckery keep politics out of your pants, folks. Your hosts Antonio and Diana are not certified relationship therapists. We are cynical assholes with microphones, pretty much like every other podcast. And so with that out of the way, enjoy the show. How to test your partner to see if they're cheating. Buy a used water bottle from Goodwill that could theoretically belong to anyone. Pretend to discover it in their car. Here's your water bottle. Use this exact phrasing. This only works if they think you think it's theirs. If they have nothing to hide. That's not mine. I don't know whose that is. They'll admit they don't know whose it is because you've made them feel like you trust them. But if they are cheating. Thank you so much. They'll go along with you and pretend mm. it's theirs. <laughs> How to test your Hello and welcome to the Milf and Me podcast. I'm your host, Antonio, here with my lovely co host, Diana. Diana, would this trick work? The water bottle challenge.
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess it could. It's interesting. It's interesting. I'll give you that. At least he's going to Goodwill. He's not spending a big penny on those water bottles.
2: I think this would only work for women. Because I don't know a single guy who owns more than one water bottle. But right now in my kitchen, there's a pantry that's got like a dozen. I believe that. Because Kristen just collects water bottles endlessly. Yeah. So yeah, I, can see I that. think this is only good for, for the guys trying to catch their ladies.
1: We should ask our
2: guests. We should ask our guests. Everyone, we've got a very special guest today. We have Mariah, host of the Salty Sex Cast, a local Salt Lake City, Utah podcast that offers sex advice, sexual health advice, coaching. It's a great show. I've been listening to a lot, and we can't thank her enough to be on the program. Mariah, welcome.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, it's so sad that people have to connive yes. to catch. Yeah. Like, I think I'm just more heartbroken that someone is having to creatively think that through. Like, that's not a great way to live. Me too. Like, I was thinking this. How same. am I going to catch them? However, it's fucking clever as hell, though. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I would, I wouldn't be opposed to like throwing that out there or like my children when they're like, in those really young dating and everyone cheats on everyone you know you just want to learn really quick i'd probably be like yeah try it out
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) mom's here
0: when you need to come cry but uh, you know uh i think that's uh, it's pretty funny and i have like an emotional support water bottle
2: i can tell yes
0: i love it
2: (laughs) it's it's been stickered and plastered and tattooed and engraved
0: (laughs) yes there's lots of dinosaurs lots of hiking places a little bit of sass on there as well, so love it on the stickers. You
2: know what? And I'm sorry to say this, but it does scream Utah because I've oh, noticed yeah. something. In Utah, women will bumper sticker their water bottles, but men will bumper sticker their Jeeps.
3: <laughs> oh
1: my God, you're right. I didn't notice that. You're, yeah, that's, that's.
0: I was right. just in Moab for Jeep Week.
2: Oh God. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize this was Safari. like a
0: cult. I was like, oh my God. It's, it's like Easter weekend, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah. We were just there for spring break and we were going hiking and all this stuff. And I was like, there's a lot of Jeeps. No wonder our hotel was so expensive. Oh yeah. yeah, I used to go out to that often.
3: Of Super course fun. you did. It was <laughs> I
1: mean, there most of the time it was when I was married. I didn't go, and after the divorce, so cool. it was like a, during my marriage. But all of our friends had like the climbing toys and stuff, and it is—it's a thing. Like mm. everybody goes out to that, and they plan their whole year around it too.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think I, I would just, just to be a shithead, mm-hmm. show up in my Mazda 3 <laughs> and just be like, let's go. They're like, um, you're not invited. Like,
1: yo, do you think I can climb this big fucking hill? What do you think?
2: I'd be yeah. like, diversity now. <laughs> my my, my <laughs> Mazda counts. Uh, Mariah, your show, three years?
0: It's been on just about... Over, over, over three years. So um, in October of 2020 was where our first episode, so we are pre-COVID podcast. I love that. Um, I feel like it's a badge of honor a little bit, like not to brag. Yeah, no, it is. I'm just kidding. It is. We survived COVID. We were able to keep recording during COVID. Our listenership plummeted because you you expect people, they get used to listening in their routine. People were commuting to work. Right. That was the, probably uh, their routine. So that was like a different for us to figure out, okay, um, what are we doing now? What What is the messaging and how do we reach people? So, yeah. Um, but it's been fun. It's been fun. 150 episodes.
1: So cool. It's
2: so cool. And Love I got to toot my own horn for a second. This next week, The Cult Worthy hits its 100th episode. Oh, damn. damn. I know. Look and can you, you believe this is like, this is, Episode twenty six or twenty seven, yeah. Now of this show, that what did that time go by?
1: I know, like I we know, started in November
2: great. and it's already practically May.
1: <laughs> so cool, I love it. It's fun.
2: Well, I'm glad that we lasted. I'm glad we haven't killed each other yet, and we survived mm-hmm. long enough to bring on a guest like Mariah.
1: Not yet, Antonio.
2: Not uh. yet. So tell little people about your podcast. Like, t- what it's about. What was the origin behind it?
0: Right. Um. So I was working for a um. Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault Survivor uh, Support Network. Mm -hmm. And um, working in part of that, I would go into high schools and talk about healthy relationships to high schoolers. Because everything's gated around sex education. But we can talk about consent and communication and other things if it's under the, you know, healthy relationships. And I was like, there are so many adults out there that don't know anything about this stuff that don't even know what consent looks like, feels like, or how to keep your boundaries. And at that same time I was coaching, um, so I have my master's degree in health promotion and education. I'm a certified health education specialist and a nationally board certified health and wellness coach. There's my little ego boost on the podcast. That
2: Well uh, earned. Thank you. <laughs> so cool. And...
0: I'm coaching people around a lot of things that it is if I had healthier boundaries with my partner, with myself, I'd feel better about myself. So um, I specialize in body image with my coaching. And a lot of that happens to be very deep rooted in sexual beliefs, sexual identity. Who am I with my clothes off? I don't want them off. You know, what all, all these feelings. And so how many of my coaching sessions like revolved around a lot of these Mm -hmm. sexual things. And I was like, I need a place that for one, I don't get, I'm not censored because I hate being censored. I want to like be myself. And so that's why I was like, okay, I'm going to do this podcast. And then in my coaching network, I would go to other like female owned businesses and like they do lunches. Met this other wonderful lady, Pamela, who had a boudoir photography business. She centers around body image as well. Mm-hmm. And her whole thing is positive outlook on you and really building you up. And so her and I connected and I, when I was connecting with her and doing photos with her, uh, found out she was polyamorous. And so I was okay. like, Ooh, you'd be a great co-host because mm-hmm. our brands are very similar. Our missions are very similar. And you have this lived experience that I don't know much about. That's very fascinating. So you would probably be able to share a lot. And so when I pitched the podcast to her, she was like, yeah, let's do it. Our first episode, it was me pushing play on a recording uh, software on my iPad, huddled around a mic, one mic that was connected <laughs> to my iPad in like a echoey as hell room. Like there was no audio quality. It was just like <laughs> our first several are just awful of like quality content. And it was so much fun and so empowering. I was like, okay, this is great. Her brand is Silk and Salts, is her photography brand. And um, so we wanted to kind of like align that. And both of us grew up Mormon and in religious households or strict religious households. And so we were like, we're really salty from what we've never been Mm. able to go through and and experience and learn about. So salty sex cast and i just didn't so like good. podcasts i don't know i felt like that was kind of boring like let's right. let's shorten it up and i liked how all the words were kind of relatively mm-hmm. the same length anyway and but. salty goes with salt lake city yeah.
2: and all that yeah, yeah. we Love use it. the word salty a lot and mm-hmm. it's usually not like a double meaning but you know it 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 could be easily yeah yeah totally the fact that you can be on a silly show like ours and bring some credibility mm-hmm. and some ed- education to it but also being open to our tomfoolery is really, really uh, flattering for, for us. Yeah, because we really just, we're just a
0: bunch of idiots. We're over just here. a bunch of like, idiots. We don't know shit about. So stuff. am I. <laughs> I just yeah. happen to have a piece of paper that says I'm a <laughs> little bit less of an idiot. <laughs> just
2: kidding. And about the idea of being uncensored, I think that really is important because I honestly think that you cannot express an idea if you are trying to censor your language or work your language around a certain audience. Sometimes, if you're really trying to get your point across, your message across, you have to use the words that you are most comfortable using, the words that are going to promote your idea and incense your personality. That's where I find real credibility. I had a teacher in high school that would get in trouble all the time for saying, shit, damn hell. But guess what? I remember that teacher's name. I remember all the lessons that he taught, Yeah. but I couldn't tell you four names of any other teachers that same year in high school because I didn't feel like I was being emotionally and psychologically engaged by them. I felt that they were just really there to read from a book and grade your papers. Mm -hmm. When I hear people be sincere and honest with their language and with their message, it sticks. That's just how my mind works. totally. I am addicted to genuine thoughts and genuine ideas when they come out of people because that sincerity is attractive to me.
1: Yeah, totally. Being raw. Yeah, I love that. And I'm the same way. I mean, that's what I love about Mariah's podcast is you are raw You are yourself. Like you are you and it's respectful. And it's hard to find and connect with people like that nowadays, I feel
0: like. That aren't afraid of I need to please everybody. Yeah.
3: yeah, I am a
0: very specific brand, like and flavor, and you are not going to love me, and I'm not going to fucking change a thing. You know what? I've, I've been finding that yeah.
1: same thing with this. Now that we're getting you know deeper and deeper into our little thing, and we haven't we haven't hit our year mark yet, but I've been having people reach out to me about some things, and there's been a lot of pushback on certain subjects too, and it's like I am a people pleaser. So it's a little bit new. It's a new space and dynamic for me to just be like, interesting. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Instead of being like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Did we offend you? Like, it's true. Like we are like it's the MILF and me like we all know what MILF means. You know, it's like I'm not going to hide the fact that I'm 41 years old and a single mom. It doesn't mean I'm fucking around and going and fucking every dude that comes my direction. Mm-hmm. It just means that I can speak openly about what it's been like to be divorced for 11 years in this state. That's what it is. It's a very specific
0: topic. Yeah. And you have to be able to, uh, there's so many things that I've shared on the podcast that aren't pretty. The yeah. the ups and downs, just because I have centered a lot of my life and study and passions around being a good communicator and having a healthy relationship does not mean I have a perfectly healthy relationship. Like I want to always model that. And that's how I coach people too. Mm -hmm. I'm a health and wellness coach. Guess what? I am not this fitness model you're going to see on, on Instagram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And please, if you're seeing fitness models on Instagram, make sure they're credited. Yeah. (laughs) If you're going to follow their nutrition plan or whatever, like, ah, um, because, like This is a holistic part of us. We have our strengths. We have our, our opportunities. I'm not even going to say weaknesses. We have our opportunities. And so um, if I just sat here and told you all of the things that we can do better and then not admit that I'm not doing great in that area either, like that, I feel like I'm going to lose trust in someone who's telling me that. Totally. So I've always been really honest and I've also been really and I also really try to have an open mind. I don't know it all, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a tiny, tiny chip of the tip of an iceberg, right? Yeah. Like that's where I would say I can I can hang my hat on. Um, and so being open, being curious, being non-judgmental,
3: mm-hmm. and
0: then not taking myself so seriously and having yeah. fun, I think that's like the best way to be brilliant in your own way and Mm -hmm. connect with people and learn something new and share something that you've learned with somebody else. So I've run my podcast like that.
2: Totally. Yeah. And uh, that's why I think it is so listenable, especially as a guy. And we're going to get into that right now because a lot of our listeners are not locals. A lot of our listeners are out of state, East Coast, West Coast, all over the world, really. We've got some Mm -hmm. people in England listening to us that just love Diana. (laughs) But Utah has a perception, <laughs> right? Like, I feel that people from out of the state still think that this state is full of fundamentalist, Mormon, super conservative people, which it is for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they understand how progressive Salt Lake City actually is. Maybe not politically, but the people living in it. So my question for you as someone who has their finger on the pulse, mm-hmm. what is the biggest misconception of sexuality in Utah, do you think?
0: That we're not sexual.
2: That we're not sexual. <laughs> or if we are sexual, it's for procreation only. Hence, people with like seven, eight kids in their families.
0: Um, Or immediately, you are like wearing a red letter A on your shirt, right? right. Like if you are any sort of pr- provocative. And it's really interesting because we have... <laughs> okay, this is so fun. <laughs> um, I-, I recently did get off social media. This is a big thing for me. Like I am just done with social media. But part of what I do enjoy about social media is the groups that you can join on like Facebook groups and connect with people who are like-minded. Because of the podcast, I am invited to all sorts of amazing groups that typically Mm -hmm. would be in the shadows. Mm -hmm. Like to get approved by the admin, I had to jump through a lot of hoops and people had to vouch for me for me to get in there. Um, you know, like whether they're swinging or polyamorous groups or other <laughs> kink party groups, um, mm-hmm. sex parties, all sorts of things. It's amazing to know that this is going on. Like, I feel like it's this underground it totally like network that I'm like, you know, it's happening, but you don't really know. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I'm on there and I'm just kind of scrolling and you get notifications when like people, you know, post in some of those groups. Mm-hmm. And um somebody happened to know that I'm connected with in professional sense and I'm like, oh, I fucking love it. Like yeah. I know that this person coming off the street, no one would ever know this. Mm-hmm. Never think of it. And um and then what they're talking about, and then they get to be fully themselves in this network of people. Mm-hmm. And like, this is what Utah is. Yeah. We are this beautiful, pristine, I've got my makeup on, but behind the scenes, like we're kinky AF. We've got shit happening. Yeah. Like we're having fun and we're doing it safely. We're doing it in a better, more like ethical way um, where you sometimes Utah is known for um, polygamy uh-huh. and that's probably more on the unethical side. Um, I'm going to say more on because there's still people who can practice it in a better way and I don't want to marginalize them and those groups. And so, but historically it's been very unethical and I will say there's still lots of unethical um, polygamy happening, Uh, but ethical non-monogamy, we can put this under an umbrella Mm -hmm. that can look like swinging that can look like, um, you know, joining someone for a threesome. Um, It could look like we are living with multiple partners and we all raise our kids together in the same house and, there's four adults putting in the pot of money. Can you imagine that? Like being a single mom and like that income like oh, just jam. changing Antonio. from like one person to four people. Like
2: we've actually talked about financially,
1: this financially polygamy We've talked, yeah. poly- we've talked
2: about this sense. in the past.
1: There's a room for me downstairs. <laughs> I mean <laughs> We've literally
2: talked about like yeah. if, if if the world really did fall apart, we do have like this little group where we'd be like, Okay, well, we're a commune now. <laughs> hell, hell
1: yes, I totally would. I
0: would do that with him and Kristen in a heartbeat. Yeah.
1: Fuck yeah. Especially
0: when um, there's there's just this understanding and we get to define what this is. So swinging is a de- different definition from, you know, you to me to somebody else, like how we look at it, what it is. Polyamory is the same. There's so many different ways. And so um, you, you're actually talking about swearing and we're talking about uh, swearing is a common ground because we know what that word means. Right. So we're actually connecting with people because there is a consensus about what this means. So um, folks with higher IQ swear more.
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. And,
0: and because it's a common ground. we Thank can all agree Thank you. I appreciate you this. saying that because I've we been all listening. all know what
2: fuck means. It <laughs> has
0: lots of meanings, but
1: we can agree on that. Yes, yeah. exactly. I've been listening to some of ours, you know, like our episodes just randomly. And I swear a lot. Jesus, I really do. I say fuck a lot. So I appreciate you confirming that.
2: It's just your higher IQ. (laughs) Well, I also think it's funny because, you know, like, yes, Utah is very conservative. A lot of Mormons, a lot of LDS people. And I've always thought it funny that you in these communities, they use. Oh, gosh. Oh, darn. Oh, heck. Oh, frick. Oh, frig. Oh,
1: gosh, darn it.
2: Yeah. And Um, you know what? I still know what it means. The intent is the same. Yes. The intent is the same. So why do you think that changing the letters of the word is going to make that any less right. aggressive uh-huh. when you're saying it? But the thing is, is like most of the time when you and I swear or our guests for that matter, it's not with an aggressive intent towards another person. It's right. we're using it as an adjective, a verb. You know, mm-hmm. we're using it. We use it as a noun, a pronoun. We're using yeah. it all, all in different ways because it's all about how the expression of the language works. It's not about the actual word itself. Yeah, I mean, you can't get into sticky areas with words that shouldn't be said in that aspect because there are people like, well, if you can say that, then I can say this. But then I think we're dealing with that intelligence conversation again. You know, yeah. are you yeah. being intelligent Ignorance if you're versus, using that word? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and um, I love how you say the intent is still the same because if you're looking at our our prevalent religion here in utah which is mormonism um and how much of them are so black and white but Mm -hmm. the intent is still the same so we've (laughs) everyone's heard of soaking
3: Yes, right?
0: yes, Um, And if you haven't and you're listening, feel free to go Google it. It's super fun. All Urban the fun Dictionary.
3: Things.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Urban Dictionary is probably like my number one go to. There's so many new languages, language <laughs> pieces out there that I'm like, well, what is this action in the bedroom? I need to learn what this <laughs> is. I don't even know any of this. Um, and the intent is still the same. Yes, the intent. So to, that kink is still there. That drive to be sexual is still there. That drive to be connecting. So just because we have a barrier of a religious belief does not mean those people aren't there. That they aren't practicing it. That, but what happens is Utah is more starved.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: For how do I actually connect with somebody? There are. I work with men. Um, who have grown up in Utah who don't give me eye contact when we talk because that is conditioned. You do not connect with people. Um, Antonio and I were talking before we started recording about how a lot of times how I connect with people because it's so genuine and I'm very curious and I want to ask you yeah. questions and I'll probe more and I'm going to laugh. And it's this exchange of ideas and fun stories and other things I am genuinely interested in your conversation yeah. in the conversation I'm not genuinely interested in you as a mate that's and exactly how I feel differentiate that yes because we've been conditioned if there's any positive attention from the the opposite sex or the sex that I'm attracted to I really want to make sure I'm clear with that that that's what flirting is and they're interested. yes in me. that is so, amazing because they're starved for connection they're starved for how do I even communicate with somebody that I could possibly have a, a, you know, a romantic or physical sexual relationship with. It's really fascinating. The no
1: eye contact thing is a real, real thing. That shit or, happens mm-hmm. to me so much. And it's like, I'm
0: right here. Like let's Or men who don't text me mm-hmm. because their female partner would be upset. And I'm like, fucking group text me then. I don't give a shit.
1: Oh my God, this <laughs> she is, is weird. me.
2: She you said it. I called it, didn't I? Yeah, before we started,
1: before we started, Antonio told me that Mariah reminds him a lot of me. And it's true. Holy shit. I've had these same conversations with you, Antonio, and just other friends in general. I am not looking like I can have sex in two seconds. Like send a quick fucking message to someone and it'll be waiting for me at home by lunchtime. I don't need it, right? <laughs> like I want that connection. I want to have a conversation. I want to like bounce off ideas with people and connect with them on a deeper level. I'm the same way. It's like I'm going to we can text. Get your wife in on this too or yeah. your significant other, your person, your partner, whatever. I'm not here. I don't have a motive. I'm not uh, here. You'll know if I have a fucking motive, trust me. <laughs> there will be there's
0: no games with me. Like me I too. am like in fact, I'm going to tell you what you should be feeling right like there's so many things and so I love love this um I I think clarity is Mm -hmm. a big one too of like what is do I know what my own motivations are too and motives are behind why am I connecting because I there was a point in my adulthood that I was like maybe I am inviting these people Mm -hmm. like to be connected with me am I polyamorous? Like, am I looking for, yeah. and I've had those questions of like, is it? And I was all, no, I don't want you to touch me. I <laughs> wanna...
3: um,
0: but I want to intellectually connect with yeah. you. Um, and so I feel like, uh, you know, and polyamory isn't all just about physical connection, right? And, um, so that's a different thing too. You can look at all the spectrum of that. But there has been times that because Pamela was on the show and telling me all these stories and everything, I was like, I want to try this out. Right. I want to see where I go. Um, I'm curious. And so I definitely put myself in a more open mindset and had like an open invite, but wasn't going to seek it. Yeah. Right.
1: Heads Love it. Up,
0: heads up, when you do that, fucking things fall out of the yeah. sky. Yeah. do. So uh, my husband and I ended up uh, dating a wonderful woman for nine months together. Wow. And, that's cool. And it was like, okay, we had like our polyamorous stint, right? Our throuple or whatever it was you want to call it, but it really was intimate, sexual, intellectual, all of those connections that you can say that you would want with a partner with three people, which is very difficult. Absolutely. And then not feel, have someone feel starved or jealousy and other things. And so you are navigating. Guess what? You're navigating jealousy even between two people.
3: Yeah. Absolutely, You're navigating
0: jealousy with yourself. You're just like, God, damn it, why am I jealous about my friend getting more attention than this other friend? Whatever, like, this is how we navigate life. And so it just happens to be heightened. So you have to have a heightened aware, sense of awareness, yeah, self-awareness. And a lot of clarity skills. up front,
1: right? Like ground rules and what that looks like. Like there's no yeah. private chit-chat behind closed doors with just two of you. I'm assuming you would have like...
0: Some people are okay with that. Yeah. So it is, we need to see what are all three what of us good. comfortable with. Yep. Yeah, love like it.
1: One
2: of my best friends is in one of those situations right now, has been for several years, and... They are okay with it, but it's interesting how sometimes it cannot be okay because if it's not an attraction between the whole group, then that's when the things start to get a little sticky. Mm. As for me, you know, I've always considered myself just like diehard monogamous as Diana does as well. Yeah, I think both of us have been open to that idea of like, okay, well, if my life didn't get any better how it's going... Who's to say that this might not help my life?
1: We're open. We're open minded enough. Just open minded. I'm not saying
2: that tomorrow I'm going to go try what Mariah did, you know, but also, (laughs) I also know how much energy and how much time I actually have and how much is dedicated to, let's say, my partner, my kids, my job, the yard, and the podcast. Right. I think the most intimidating aspect of that to me is where am I going to find the time and the energy to now. Please another person.
1: That's literally why I'm not he literally just said why I'm not dating. That's literally why I'm not dating right now.
2: It's like sometimes I it. fucking find you exhausting and <laughs> I know, you're fucking exhausting. You're only too. here for like an hour every two weeks.
1: You'll message me some fucking message and be demanding of some bullshit. I'm like, I don't fucking time for you right now, Antonio. And then two seconds later I'm like, I miss you. I love you. When do I get to see you again? But yeah, it's true. It takes a lot. It takes a
0: lot tell. You start realizing when you have multiple partners, this person actually can meet needs that this other person has never been able to, mm. and then you're fuller. Mm-hmm. You have more energy to give back, but it is a constant moderation or constant monitoring of that energy exchange. Okay, and then my partner has this need that I don't. It is exhausting to meet. That I'm not unwilling to meet, but it it is takes a lot from me. This third person meets that? What the fuck? Bonus. Like, yeah. all right. Yeah, you guys go out and do all that shit. I'm going to sit here in my tub uh, and enjoy my time that I never get because my spouse needs a person with them constantly, like, loves that closeness. And I am like, I need distance. I mean, people
1: get divorced over stuff like this. What all you're the saying, time. like, all they the time. literally will end their marriage and break up
0: their family. I mean, so it's a wow. way to, like, broaden the pool of, like, meeting needs and exchanging needs. Mm-hmm. But when you're not careful, the whole reason we ended ours is... I was just going to ask, like, tell me where the, <laughs> tell me where the line is. Like, the line is when, um, well, for one, she is like, yeah, I am a lesbian. Oh, I, I, I have always been. And I was happy to be here. And I still love him as a friend but like being like super sexually attracted like it was like a you know and it's it's a struggle like it's fine it's not like I'm disgusted with this but Mm -hmm. it wasn't like I was super turned on and so I was like that's not fair to him that I can't Mm -hmm. be fully attracted to him what he's wanting so that was a big one for her to like finally you know say out loud and 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 probably needed that experimentation in that time to like realize that and then they were both they're both not were they still are higher need folks
3: mm-hmm.
0: um mm-hmm. and so i realized like where the fuck were my needs like none of them yeah. were being met at yeah. one point and then finally i had to have a sit down and i was like you both are selfish assholes and you need to get over yourself and now you've broke me and everyone needs to leave me alone for like six months so i can recharge and re like gain. Okay. so it wasn't great there was yeah. some, there was a lot of hurt feelings too like every breakup like there's something that happens but we're still great friends we're hanging out tonight like we yeah. hang out all the time Um, she's one of my daughter's like best adult friends that she can connect with almost like an aunt type relationship. Uh Yeah. There's a lot of trust built there with my kids. And so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting concept that a lot of people can't connect with because there's no modeling in their own life to understand. So I can give you pieces, like I said, like an ant. Yeah. You know, so you can connect, but it's still different. Yeah. So until you're you're there or until we have more of those modeled in mainstream media and other things, it's going to be hard for people to understand. So my ask is just to listen with an open mind, non-judgmentally, get curious, ask people. You'd be surprised at how many people are in polyamorous relationships or or practice ethical non-monogamy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we know that roughly 50% of people have practiced or um, considered, not even considered, that's a higher percentage, but have practiced some type of non-monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. Whether it was a threesome, whether it was a wife swap, or whether it was... I'm dating multiple people at the same time, but we're not dating multiple people at the same time, but we're okay with it. Like there's so many different ways you can be that. But that was more than 50% of the population who have actually practiced and then an even higher percent of the population who are, who are curious yeah. to practice. So that are like, maybe I'm not satisfied right now. Is it me who needs to change or do I need to share, find more people to share some of these needs with? So,
1: so interesting. It's so refreshing. Like you're so healthy. Like I feel that from her. I'm such an, I feel energy, the clarity, like you said it, like that is my word. I love that so much. Like just get really clear and communicate and be honest and raw and open with your people, Mm -hmm. whoever it is you're having these relationships with. Like it is so refreshing to feel and hear you say that.
2: I I think it's funny not to get into like too political, political of a conversation with it, but you know, there is so much pressure right now about the the death of the American marriage and the death of the American family because of of thoughts like this or because of sexual preferences and lifestyles when really, like, these are all conversations they're having that are based on morality, which ends up being based on some kind of ideology, usually Christian, usually the Bible. Yeah. But they pick and choose because there is non-monogamy just strewn throughout the Bible, <laughs> but they don't want to say that. I mean, in the fact that the Mormons practice polygamy for like a hundred years, is non-monogamy. Which is non-monogamy, no matter what, if there's a paper or not. Yeah. Those that still practice, I mean, they're not technically legal marriages. So yeah, like the argument falls apart, in my opinion. And again, this show is just based off of opinion, no facts. Yeah. I think that a lot of people that are so upset about people exploring lifestyles or sexualities like this are just pissed off that they are not playing too. That they're either involved in a situation with a partner, a spouse, a family, a job, or a political office that wouldn't support them. And they would have to give up their power. They would have to give up their control, which has become the entire embodiment of who they, who they are. Yeah. And they're not happy.
1: Right. And they don't
2: want other people to be happy. They don't just, want other yeah. people to be... Free in their own minds and how
0: are you be
1: able you. to? Are they yes. worried what their family and friends are going to think of them?
0: Let's let's get real I've about had it. There's a lot of people lose family and friends. Very like, worried about know, being open. Whole for that. reason my family doesn't even know about this podcast. Woo-hoo! Really, yeah, my sister <laughs> does. My sister does. Yeah, um, but yeah, there there there's fear of judgment, fear mm-hmm. of consequences like that that keep a lot of people like okay, I'll just be in the heteronormative, um Christian based belief system because that is what uh media and what yeah a lot of our laws are actually based off of. Right. Um because it was funny when you were said like the American family and I was like, but which time frame? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> because is it, you know, nineteen fifties? Do we all want to go back to yeah. where I had to be a housewife and yeah. couldn't could not work without people judging me. Guess what? I could not practice non-monogamy without people judging me. Yeah. It's just a different lifestyle change. It's just a different time. Um, It's funny to look at those where the people who are curious or who have experimented with non-monogamy, those stats changed considerably post-COVID. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, like one in uh, 10... I think was the data that they were getting had practiced or, or tried some type of non-monogamous uh, relationship. And then that was like 2019, 2023 data. It's one in five. Wow. That so- changed drastically. Yes. And that a lot is... of things
2: change drastically. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and I think, you know, financial things are changing really qu- rapidly. And so when I said, hey, that financial income sounds pretty great. Like, I'd love that exchange. I've
2: actually thought about this. Um, I had a conversation where there people were saying, oh, yeah, well, a lot of kids are moving back in with their families and you're having all these multi-generational households. Yeah. And I was like, but what if instead you moved in with like your friend and his hot wife and you all just kind of yeah. started your own little thing? together yeah you know I'd much rather do that than live with grandma
1: (laughs) yeah I'd much rather do that than live with I mean I love your dad (laughs) I, I love my dad to death bless his heart but I would much rather do that than live with my dad in Provo of all fucking places so yeah 100%
2: so Mariah with your coaching um you talk a lot about it on your podcast and I know that you're going to be really exploring that more in the future. Mm-hmm. From the people that you've spoken with in Utah, I've always had a question when it comes to like this sexual insecurity of the Utah population. And based on let's, I'm not even get gonna get into like just gender roles in general, but men and women in Utah, you always hear, at least I do from other female friends, because I have more female friends than than guy friends, that. There is like this age group of men, let's say like age 35 to 45, that are actually sexually more insecure than younger kids. Mm. So I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, before the Internet, before Tinder and stuff like that. Let's say they're getting out of divorces or long term relationships where maybe there has been a sexless marriage or a sexless relationship and they're out in the wild. Now they are more sexually insecure than the females in their dating pool. That's just what I've heard from my guy friends. So you being a coach, do you see more sexual insecurities from men or women in our particular age range? Because we're all kind of in the same age range.
0: Let me tell you, like, how about the opposite? So instead of sexual insecurities, it's more of sexual awakening. So women are more empowered to talk about their sexual preferences. They're more empowered to, I mean, we are fucking closing the gap on um, orgasms, right? Mm-hmm. Like, look at that. Like, men, even if you looked at back in the 90s commercials... Um, do you guys remember um, burgers, hamburgers? Oh my gosh! Why can I can?
2: Oh, the six dollars burgers from uh, uh, Carl's, Carl's Jr. Jr. Yeah,
0: and it was just and sexy. Was sexy and yeah, like,
2: Paris Hilton did yeah. one. Yeah,
0: right, um, red lipstick, and maybe just it wasn't like, the nineties. Maybe it was like early 2000s, yeah. but still, still not that long ago. How all of those were only directed to men's sexuality? Yeah. Now, a lot of things are starting to look at the female gaze and um, we're honoring more of what women want to and we're finding our voice. And since we've been quieted for so long, our voices have to be louder. We have been conditioned. If we want something, we have to scream it out and demand it right. or it's not going to happen because our our preferences and our needs have always been secondary, yeah. So I I don't see quite an insecurity, but I see maybe an overswung of the pendulum of like whose voice, whose turn is it to hold the mic? If we're talking about podcasts, I can use that. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> whose turn is it? And so I think men are kind of like, wait, whoa, I'm not used to this switch. And I don't know how to handle this. Yeah. My whole conditioning and all of the shows that I grew up on were like men going after women like prey. Mm -hmm. And I had to either manipulate them or force them into something or trick them into something. And now they're, they're smarter than me. They're probably faster than me, you know, like they're, they're a little bit, and I don't know how to, not that I'm competing, but I don't know how to keep up. And, and so I think that was kind of maybe part of what you're saying is that it's not quite insecurity. It's just, Women are having their moment right now in the sexual limelight a little bit. Good. Um, they we like look at the toys that are out there. Yeah, no, they're all for women. Like yeah. Um, starting to be uh, not starting. It's been happening for a long time, but it's again. I, I still see a lot of women shouting. I'm one of them. Um, still screaming for what our needs are, and we're like, oh, oh, baby, we don't have to yell so loud. Yeah. Yeah. Like, totally. I, I just scared you away. Um come here, you know, come yeah. back, but uh I think we're all just learning how to empower one another. I had a I had a uh a, a guest or I was on a, another podcast. The hosts were both male and he was like, "Why do every sexual podcast um just shit on men?" And I was I had to sit there for a minute and I was like, "I've never sh- just shit on men." And he was just like, you guys don't give us any resources. You don't give us any like um, help or tips. And I was like, you know, I have kind of, for one, I'm a female host. I'm going to look at it through my experience. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I have only really given a lot of those services out there for women or women centered, like this is how you earn your power and this is how you do this. And mm-hmm. like we are almost forgetting that there's another, there's a whole other population of needs out there. Um, because for so long we've been in the dark or or our yeah. needs have been less than. So
1: that's oh. what I'm seeing more of. And and I, I, I appreciate
2: that. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's
0: a
1: lot of um, men in that group that are just like, I fucking know what I'm doing. I know everything. I know all the things. Yeah, I'm this, I'm that. I go to the gym every fucking day, 24 hours a day. It's like- And we're not those, afraid to
0: call them out anymore.
1: Those are the dudes that stick into our- mind space like our brain and so honestly that's probably why you're directed more towards the needs of women yeah because well that's a dude that's a man he knows everything already he'll tell you that himself Mm -hmm. you know and there's a lot of that going on right now Um, I even had somebody just recently send me a message text message convincing me that he's going to take my dominant side and he's going to teach me how to be submissive he's gonna dominate over me and he's gonna be like, i'm gonna teach your dominant single mom boss babe mentality and teach you how to be a sub a sub for me mm-hmm. yeah and i was like <laughs> you know who the fuck you're talking to first of all like i want a dominant man but not in this situation like mm-hmm. you don't spell it out for me this just happens organically or it doesn't happen but it's ugly it's not sexy not even a little bit if there are dudes out there that think they know everything and they're expressing it those are the guys that don't know shit about any of it they don't they're super uneducated they don't want to communicate in bed because they feel like their ego's being not evolving yes they're 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 like this this is hurting my ego don't tell me what to do i know what to do i know what the fuck i'm doing it's like no 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 Like, you're way off. Like, just fuck. How about sit there and watch? And I'll get off and you watch me how I get off because you're not even close.
2: We've talked about this before. Like, it probably worked for them one time on a 10. And so they've based everything they do after that off that one experience, not realizing that there are Multiple facets in between nines and tens and sevens and eights and sixes, like right there are, and that works for men too. You know, yeah. it works both ways. It's funny for me because I do get, I think, more shit than you do on this podcast because I get called a simp, I get called a a, a betrayer to my 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 manliness and my masculinity. Oh boy, we talk about this all the time. We aren't shitting on men; we are shitting on assholes. So it's right. only assholes that are getting offended. Right. There are plenty of people just like me who are like... shitting
0: on toxic masculinity. Toxic
2: masculinity, which, you know, that's a myth. That's just good old-fashioned standard masculinity. I'm like, it really isn't, you know? You know, my dad, I would say in today's parlance, might have been considered a bit toxic in his masculinity. He was way too busy to be toxic because he had to work 60, 70 hours a week and he would take all that, let's say, toxic masculinity out at the boxing gym or on the soccer field with his friends and stuff yeah. like that. So when he got home, he could be a good father and a good husband to his wife because he knew the demons inside him. He and channeled I, it. He channeled it. And I think that's the problem is when we hear a lot of these Men Matter coaches or some of the Red Pill guys, they're saying, go to the gym, use that anger and build yourself up. yeah. And the message is, use the results of that anger and building yourself up with your success and your masculinity and your body just to become that much more aggressive and toxic. And dominant. Yeah, And dominant. Yeah. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work for me because I have a fucking conscience. <laughs> right.
0: Well, and you're willing to adapt and listen and self-reflect. And if that is a gender betrayer, I am... Like I'm going to be with the group of the majority who probably are the gender betrayer. Right. Like we right. want to be we want to be more self-aware. We want to be emotionally intelligent. I love when people are like, oh, soft and blah, blah, blah. And, and there's so many. Those are toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't serving anyone but a very few minority who had all the power. Yeah. And guess what? The majority are now calling that power back and they don't love it. So they're trying to belittle our life choices. They're trying to belittle all of that. So I had to laugh when you were saying that guy who was just like, I'm going to take your dominant side and (laughs) I'm going to dominate it into submission. I was telling Antonio before, like being more of a comfortable woman in my own sexuality and being and I'm very verbal about it. I'm not fearful of judgment. uh, You invite different people, Yes. Um. And either it's people who I see and honor that in you, and I love that, and I want to fuel that, and I want to like model off of all of that. And then there's other people that are going to be like, "Bitch, you watch, I'm going to knock you down." Yes. Now it's a challenge. And I'm so I was sh- saying, I'm going to show you. Yeah. Those <laughs> are so fun to actually get secretively dominant over them, and they think you're being submissive. So it's mm-hmm. almost like play prey. Yeah. And then when they're not expecting it, pulling the rug under, I was like, it was probably an unhealthy game I used to play when I was younger. Yeah. Um, And to manipulate. And I'll see. let's see who fucking wins this game, you know? <laughs> and so... Uh, I think a couple episodes ago, I was listening to you guys. You were talking about um, like who's the dumper and who's the one who usually does. And I was like, yeah. oh, I, it was Breaking me. bad. <laughs> it was me. I'd be like, gone. Bye. I'm going to hurt you before you hurt me. Uh-huh. I was that uh, way back in the day, too. It's the power play. It, it was. Um, and no remorse. Yeah. um Externally. Mm-hmm. And all of that you hold internally and you slowly chip away of like that that empathetic human connecting side and so having to re-look at my own history and how that has harmed how I have modern day or modern day like present day relationships not even intimate or or romantic relationships but just connections with other humans Um, so that's been a very interesting thing but so all I'm saying is just be self-reflective yeah
2: So Mariah, as you know, we play a love guru every episode and kind of break them down. Sometimes we surprise ourselves and agree with the information. Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't. And I was talking about this with her before recording, mm-hmm. is that I never attach myself to an idea or an opinion or an ideology if I can't back it up. There's been a lot yeah. of people we've played that I've actually, you know, decided, oh, you know what? Maybe I didn't agree with their message. Uh, after thinking about what they were trying to say or hearing more of their videos. So, you know, you you never know. And that's why we don't really say their names and stuff like that because I don't want to give someone a following and then have it bite me because they say something absolutely terrible. Totally agree. So let's just go ahead and play this one and see what we think. I
3: would say at 27, a hardworking, honest man cannot even compete with the attention that you can get from the volume of men on social media. However... Fast forward twenty years at forty-seven, you would give a limb to have an honest, hardworking man who dedicated
2: his life to you instead of the volume of men who would give you momentary attention. What do you think about that?
0: All the thoughts. That's like
1: was that like some seventies porn music in it, the background? It, it kinda was. It was God poor. damn.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh
0: it set the tone to be very serious, but a little like
2: and yeah. Doing,
0: um, <laughs> I I think it's so. I just was sharing how I am off social media now because it's just so hollow. I kind and, of like really love that. And I do. I, it's been great. How actually. do you? So
1: let me ask just yeah. real quick before we get into this love guru. How do you promote yourself and your podcast if you're not on social media anymore? I don't. Okay, there you're it is. Find
0: me or you're not. And I had to give that up because I was like, I constantly told myself, oh, if social media was gone. I'd love it. Like, yeah. I think there was a day where Instagram kind of like... Oh yeah,
2: it went wacky for like a day or two. I remember like that. like eight yeah.
0: hours and everyone, I was like, oh, this is it, you guys. This is it. This, this is, is it. It. <laughs> the blackout. I love it. I'm here for it. Let's do yeah. it. Let's connect actually human to human instead of computer Did to Did your computer. numbers go down at all when you got off social media? Um, you know, and it's it all... I think I the, the people who will find me are the people who need to find me. Yeah, they know.
2: That's how we feel too.
0: Yeah. And so, and, and I would just obsess over like, why am I not having this many followers on Instagram and why is it,
3: yeah. and I need to do
0: reels now and now I have to do all that. I was like, no. A lot of pressure. I, I don't. I know. I don't. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that for real. It's a thing. And there's a huge proportion of people who, who maybe have social media who don't post. And those are the people that I'm like, I want to emulate they are the quiet observers who have made changes and let their changes speak for them than having to be like, look at me and my photo of me giving to back to the community. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, that's who I want to be. And I I made this commitment where I'm like, I'm taking photos now for my own memory. Um, and it's been my my photos and my phone are just so much fun and genuine. And like I it triggers a memory instead of, what looks best in this lighting. Right. Kids, you need to get ready because you're going to be in my photos. Yeah. Don't dare not have brushed hair or whatever. Right, like, right. I don't want to be that mom. Yeah. Anyway. Um so looking at this, I mean it's really what is the exchange and what do you see valuable? Yeah. Do you, are you craving some quick validation?
2: Mhm.
0: Oh yes, yeah. sometimes we need that boost. Definitely. Um are are you like starved for deep honest, raw, like long-term yeah, Yeah. connection. And so it's really, what are you wanting from it? And then be honest with yourself of what you're needing and wanting in that moment. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with wanting a quick validation. Yes. Everyone like me. I did have a friend who recently went through a divorce and was like, that was the biggest ego boost is to just get on like dating app. Yeah. And then I had to shut it off because then I realized how awful
3: really and it, and it and like, becomes a full-time hollow, job yeah, yeah. like it's if
1: you're hollow, if you're new hollow. if you're new um if you're new meet on the
0: on the yes. dating apps oh yeah, shit it becomes like, a full-time oh, job it's amazing i felt great like all that validation i was craving from my spouse that that's why we broke up you know mm-hmm. so it was definitely a huge thing and then it was like wait but I have to have 50 of you to tell me what I needed one person to tell me.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs)
1: Yes, yes. So I'm part of a group on Facebook called Utah Singles and Surrounding Areas. Um, And every once in a while, someone will post a picture of themselves and like, you know, hey, this is me, blah, blah, blah. But I've noticed a couple of girls on there and I fucking loved this so much. I got so happy. They posted... I just need some attention. I'm just honest. I'm just going to post this. I need a little bit of attention right now. I'm just going to tell you how it is. And I fucking loved it. I I hearted it. I commented out. I'm like, finally, another woman that says it like it is like she knows she needs some attention. Fucking like that photo. Tell her how gorgeous and beautiful she is. Let her have it. Let her have her glory. She's Mm -hmm. being
0: real. Why can't more people be this way? I don't know. And when you're honest with yourself, this is what I need right now. Guess what? Yep. She's probably ten times more attractive. She is ten. She's more attractive to me. Like yeah. if she wouldn't have written that, and she just now posted, you know what you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those yeah. fifty people yep. really do turn into that oh. one. You are inviting. Yes, you are. There is a straight line to you if you know exactly what you want, and it's there's nothing wrong with wanting a little bit of hollow attention. And
2: no, there's not at all. No, no.
1: and all she's giving permission to another woman or another man. To do and act and say the same thing and modeling it. Yep.
2: Yeah, I would say for me, like since I am the the me in the group. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm not out there putting posters of uh, pictures of me in bikinis and stuff like that. What? Uh, at least not that you know of. Mm. Um, it's it's That's an interesting behind the paywall. <laughs> right. Yeah. <It's> Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. You, have to, you, Patreon, have, to be, you Patreon. have to be a
1: subscriber for that one.
2: I, I would say that. Um, When I was on the online dating apps before I met my person organically, and I've said this before, all my best relationships are always organic ones. I've never even really dated anyone off a dating app for more than a week or two. Good for you. Well, it's just because I know that there are other dudes talking to the same person that Mm -hmm. I can't compete with, and why would I do that to myself? Well, you've
1: seen what I've gone through, so why the fuck would you do that?
2: And why would I do that to myself? Like, I'm never going to be as good or as rich or as tall or as whatever as this guy, you know, because I organically, you can sell your personality. You can have a conversation. Mariah and I talked about that. Totally. Just, hey, I'm going to have a conversation with you. And however you determine that conversation to be, Mm -hmm. that's going to take it one direction or the other. Totally. But I'm not going to lie. I do like when people are trying to promote themselves on social media when it has to do with something that they are passionate about, whether it is yoga or cooking or uh, there, there's a, a group of people that we're friends with that are into belly dancing and an erotic floor dancing. Mm-hmm, people yeah. that I've all met through, you know, my partner. Yeah, It's not only building up their business, it's also building up their ego and their confidence and it's their ego and their confidence that sells their business. Yeah, What I do try and shy away from are people that are really, like she said, hollow. I was given a genetic gift. I'm gorgeous. I have great skin. I look good in outfits and that's my life now. That's it. Yeah. You know.
0: And I have nothing else to offer. Honestly, yeah. nothing so else. Soon to as soon as that wears away or goes away or isn't available anymore, uh you're left with very little and actually a lot of craving that that's what you're wanting. And so, I mean, that's why people say shallow. If you're shallow, recipe if you're for only, a disaster. Yeah, right. You're just uh you're not fueled by um other things, we have holistically look for a partner. yeah, we're not just looking through our eyes. yep. I'm not just dating you with my eyes,
2: so Mariah, um. The Salty Sex Cast is coming to an end. It is. But you've got 150 episodes that will be available for people to listen to, just an endless amount of knowledge and advice. Tell us a little bit about your next step in your journey.
0: Um, So I am nearly complete with a second master's degree. I'm getting my learner experience design and adult uh, and educational technology. It's a super long degree name. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Because I am really focusing on meeting people's needs of education, right? Of course, the podcast is a great way for me to share my personality and build trust and everything. And, and it's a lot of work to keep going. And that passion has fueled it for so long. But I am continually doing that here. I need more quality educational resources. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fucking writer. I'm not writing a book. Um. So I can design an online course and I really want to design a holistic online program that's really going to teach you all of those things that I've been trying to scream at the top of my lungs at the, for the podcast. But the exchange is I'm going to make a little more money than the podcast. So, I, And I'm going Perfect. to be doing it with coaching. And so coaching, I get to meet people one-on-one and change lives one-on-one. Um, the courses and, the, and programs like that, educational programs that are accessible online to anyone with a smartphone, anyone with a device like that, um, that's the masses, right? That's far more people that I can make an encouraging, improving, positive impact on our sexuality. That's such a huge piece of us, not just sexuality, body image, all sorts of things, because I am specialized in other areas too. I don't want my whole identity to be sex, uh, although I'm totally fine if it is too. Like I'm not ashamed of that. Like I'm so, but I am so much more than just just sex content too. Love, love,
1: love it.
2: That. And of course, as, as that progresses, I hope you keep in touch with us so we can promote it more and send people yeah. your direction because mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. are definitely valuable to this community.
1: Oh yeah, I want to be part of that. <laughs> sure, okay. yeah.
2: Well, everyone, thanks for joining us again this week. Mariah, thank you so much for coming down to our studio and spending this time with us and just sharing your wealth of knowledge and Really making us feel better about our place in Utah. For some reason, I thought we were like the outcasts. And here we are talking to someone who's just
1: like us. I know. You're fantastic. Thank
0: you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
2: So everyone, please find her links in the show notes of this episode and on my website of theMilfAndMePod.com. Diana, Mariah, we will talk to you later.
3: Bye-bye.